0: Well, good morning, Gateway family, and good morning to all of those that uh, have joined us maybe for the first time here today. We just want to say welcome. Welcome from the Gateway living room, if you will. We're so excited to continue in our 242 series, which comes right out of the book of Acts, chapter two, verse 42, where it says that they were committed, devoted uh, to the apostles teaching to community doing life together. Uh, Breaking bread together with one another and then um, in a concerted effort to be in prayer for one another And I believe that we desire that here at Gateway as well uh, To be in the word and be of the word uh, to do life together uh, being a means of community to break bread with one another And then also to be a people of prayer. We believe in the power of prayer joining me here this morning is pastor Roger Roger Bowman and I've asked him to come and to to be a part of our conversation in our 242 series. Uh, with all of the recent uh, tragedies and the events that have taken place this last week, I have invited him to come and be a part of this conversation, uh, where I can come and and I can listen, uh, where I can listen to uh, a brother in in Christ share his story, his thoughts uh, coming out of the Word, life experience. Because I want to do the best that I can to carry forth the redemptive story. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we looked at that this last week, Pentecost Sunday, we saw where all of the people gathered together in the upper room. And as they were gathered together, Peter was preaching with much passion and vigor. He was telling them that they need to make sure that God is at the center, the epicenter of all that they say and all that they do. They need, need to do a heart check before they go out into the world, into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and throughout all of the ends of the earth. We saw as Peter was preaching that everybody that was gathered there, all of the the different ethnic groups, the the diverse people that were gathered, that they were all hearing Peter preach in their own language. Isn't that exciting? The beautiful mosaic that was played out there, that was shared um, there in the upper room and as we go into our conversation here today i want us to just think about that that first sermon that that gathering of the early church where there was unity there was a there was a sense of new community uh, the the kingdom was was going forth but i like you i'm very troubled um, today seeing the events uh, the the loss of life uh, brokenness disruption so many questions that people are asking is the redemptive story how is that being shared by me somebody that's a part of the church how do we as the church address these issues i want to be able to listen i want to be able to learn i want to make sure that as i go out as peter instructed the people before you go from this place make sure that there isn't anything that that, that would keep you from sharing the gospel, the good news, the story. And sworn it as we take a look at that. Before we go out and as we express the redemptive story, may we look at ourselves and be contemplative. When Peter was expressing this in that first sermon to the church, the people even asked there in Acts chapter 2, they, they said, well, what do we do? What shall we do? And Peter was very clear, he clearly articulated, repent, uh, seek forgiveness, be baptized as an outward expression of what is resident in your heart. And that's what I want in my life, and that's what I hope that you desire in your life. So today, as we are looking to be a people of Pentecost, a people of new creation, a people of new community, We wanna be able to listen, we wanna be able to look and reflect on the events of this last week, the last number of days, and see how we as a church, maybe there's things that we're not doing, maybe there are things that are broken, things that are systemic, that we need to address, both ourselves as individuals, as well as the church corporate, because the world is asking questions. The world is seeking something that is void in their life that only God himself Can So I've asked Pastor Roger to come this morning and to to continue to help us unpack that text. What it means to to embrace the four essentials of the church, engaging in the Word of God, being shaped by it, to to be a community, to do life together, to to break bread with one another, and then to be a people of prayer. So when we consider those four essentials, the non-negotiables, of the church. As Pastor Roger listens, may we look through those lenses, the very lens that God himself has created us to be, and the people that he's caused us and called us to be in the world in which we reside. Pastor
1: Roger. Pastor Joe, as I've been thinking and praying about our sharing in today's service, my heart is broken, sad over, what has taken place in the past several days. Social media has overwhelmed us with much violence and, thank the Lord, some peaceful demonstrations. What would you, what would you be thinking in your own heart today? What has taken place? Would you allow me to share my heart for a few moments today? Uh, I want to invite all who are watching, uh, to walk in my shoes for a few moments. Here's where I am right now, Pastor. Is this whole nightmare a wake-up call to the church? Have we been silent too long? I know a little of what George Floyd went through before his life was taken. You see, I too have experienced racial profiling with guns turned on me. The killing of George Floyd is just a small snapshot of the problem and uprising in America today. You see, a long history of oppression toward black people by unlawful brutality from a very few percentage of police officers. We have been here before But the problem has come back again. It can't be swept under the rug. Racial injustice has to be addressed as well as police sporadic misconduct. Has society and the church turned a deaf ear? This tragedy Should. should unite us, not divide us. The question is, will it unite us? Instead of racial equality, our nation is more divided than ever before. And so pastor, you've been preaching your heart out about the work of the Holy Spirit and our call to be witnesses in this redemptive story. I've had to ask myself, what light does after Acts chapter two shed on our present day physical pandemic and social pandemic? Does that first sermon of Peter speak to us today in situations where we find ourselves? I believe it does. A church, are we listening? Did we see what's been going on? Did you notice Peter was preaching to a very multicultural audience in the scriptures? From every nation, scripture tells us The church is to be inclusive, all-inclusive, not exclusive. It is to be the new community growing together. We are to be an intergenerational church. We are to be a a church that is multigenerational. We are to be a church that is multicultural. It seems that the second chapter of Acts helps us to see the whole world and to address the dignity of every born again person, of every person who's born in the image of God. To stand up against the sin of of discrimination and social prejudice. The problem is a spiritual problem and needs to be addressed by the church. That was true when I became a member of the church of the Nazarene back in the 1960s, for you see, For most part, black people were not welcomed in white churches. The Lord, through the work of the Holy Spirit in my heart and the heart of my wife, helped us to grow together, not bitter, during those days when we were segregated. It helped shape our lives and open our eyes to what is really taking place. I'm here to tell you that the Church of the Nazarene became my home As changes were made and are still being made so that I'm blessed to to be serving here in this local church and have served across the denomination because we've grown to love each other and understand each other's needs. I have felt the love and respect of the church right here. This also means during this time that black people, black Christian Americans have to be willing to practice forgiveness, even though they have often been mistreated. See, white and black Christians need to address the inconsistency sometimes of what we teach. The church needs to practice what it preaches. Racism, whether it's overt or subtle, is still sinful. The Holy Spirit, the very breath of God, poured out upon every believer at Pentecost was given to unite all people, not to divide us. It was designed to purify our hearts. It was given to help the church deal with situations like we are in the middle of right now. Systemic racism, institutional racism, and spiritual warfare has left our nation with Satan's foot on our neck, and we can't breathe. The breath of God Has been cut off by Satan. Racism is a spiritual enemy, not a physical one. It is not one of flesh and blood, but rather of spiritual battle, requiring spiritual armor. It is the task of the church to be change agents, not expect the government to do it for us. You see, after Peter spoke, the people asked, What shall we do? He said, Repent. Everyone be baptized for the remission of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit For the promises to everyone every nationality every language group Every generation the Holy Spirit is given to purify us and empower us for every situation in life Holiness and racism never mix The reason that early church grew so rapidly was because they didn't just talk holiness, they practiced it. They went out after lost people, regardless of color or culture. Did that mean the church was and is perfect today? No, but it put the church on the right road to being what God really wanted us to be. He designed us to be a holy, loving, caring people. A cleansed heart opens the door for God's love to flow out to everyone created in his image. The dignity of every person is a given. My prayer is, Lord, search my heart. See if there be anything in my heart that's wrong that I need to confess. So pastor, as I look at Acts 2:42, I believe it addresses the need for disciple making personal disciple-making and corporate disciple-making. This is the central task of the church, I believe. Here's where we need to get to work. I think it begins with small group Bible studies. There is one place to begin. We can work with our children and youth, teaching them how to treat one another. To help fix the problem, the church needs to be educated, and not left alone. We need, really a revival of holiness we must be a part of the solution not the problem i think pastor we need to reach out to people who are different in color and language because systems only change when hearts change and disciples are taught to fight the enemy yes we're not to sit back and let them take over as church leaders we must teach the tactics of spiritual warfare black and white demonstrators all want change as you can see but unless change is pursued in a peaceful and non-destructive manner we will only ignore the real problem which is a heart issue the culture will not change if the church plays blind The church must step up and lead the way, not our political system. We must look for ways to to connect with people. The bottom line is not color, but Christian. The first and second chapter of Acts points toward everyone being reconciled one to another. So changed hearts is the only answer to this difficult, Difficult pandemic. This is not a time to blame. It's a time for us to examine ourselves and to be steadfast in biblical teaching that study the word together, in fellowship, in breaking bread or communion, in prayer, just as we have been here pastor preach, and just as we have read the scriptures. Well, Pastor Joe, my heart is heavy to see lasting change. This is a day of great opportunity. Let's seize the opportunity, beginning here at Gateway. I believe it will happen. Please God. Before we close, we're going to participate in the Lord's Supper. Pastor, Share with us before we move into the north We Well,
0: you know, in response to what you just shared, uh, Pastor Roger, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for uh, for sharing your heart. Um, it moves my heart. Um, I, I want to learn. I, I want to sit in audience of you and continue to have conversation because I believe that uh, looking back at, Pentecost Sunday beginnings of the church that new community that new creation uh, That uh, there's just so much brokenness right now, but I believe that God can redeem Amen. And I believe that God can still move I believe that God uh, is still on the throne and I believe that his kingdom is here and his kingdom is now and That we need to defy the, the, the attacks of the enemy and we need to proclaim the good news that, that, that we have Um, The the word of God that takes residence in our heart, and I think back as you were talking and as you were referring to Acts chapter two, Pentecost Sunday. But Pastor Roger, on that given day, when the Ruach of God, the very breath of God, filled that place, when the fire, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, when all of those folks were gathered there, there was no segregation. Amen. There was no discrimination. There was this beautiful mosaic, as I've shared before, The people gathered from everywhere. And as the gospel was being preached, there is no limit on the gospel, but they were all able to hear in their own language. I believe that there was unity that day in the midst of diversity. I believe that there was peace there that day. I believe that there could be peace here as well amongst us these days. I believe that there could be unity in the midst of diversity. It's a beautiful thing, I really believe that. But I have so much to learn myself. And I need to check my own heart to make sure that I'm not being influenced by the world, but I'm being influenced by the very word of God. And so if there's something that I do that that is offensive, as you referred to in Psalm 139, but search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I'm going to share that as a lament uh, prayer as we go from one of our pastor friends here uh, today. Dr. Scott Daniels posted this earlier this week and, and I just loved it and I've been reading it over and over, but he said this and I quote it. We need to be willing to talk less
1: and listen openly with empathy to the fears
0: and the trials of those whose experiences have been different than our own. And I truly believe that. I want to be a good listener. I, I, I feel like that's where we need to be these days is to be able to open up our hearts and listen to our brothers and our sisters that we invite everybody to come to the table as we're about ready to to partake of of the Lord's table, that everybody is invited to come to the table. Let's have conversation. And then you mentioned the, the four essentials of the church. We need to be a people of God. We need to be a people of the word and not of opinion, but of the word of God. We all have opinions but God has the last word, he has the only word. And then be able to do life together, to be able to hand in hand walk with one another through both the good times and the bad. Not let the hard times, the difficult times become something of division or separation, but of unity and the opportunity to express love and then be able to be a people of prayer. Pastor Roger, we need to take, and we need to be a people where we posture, take the very example that Christ gave us in Mark one thirty-five, where every day Jesus took a posture of prayer. We need to bend a knee. We need to seek the Heavenly Father, the Lord, every day. As Peter said, before you leave this place, make sure that, that God is the Lord of your life. I think that there's a lot to be said there's a lot to be learned I'm praying for the infilling of the Holy Spirit i pray that that as God moves that we will embrace it and engage it and as the world is asking questions that that we will share with them the, the, the answers that we have That God is the one to whom sits on the throne that he is the Alpha the Omega that he is the beginning and he is the end Pastor Roger, thank you for sharing your heart here this morning, and I pray that we'll continue in our conversation We need that conversation Thank you for leading us here today as we think about Community and doing life together the, the text tells us that they they broke bread with one another so for those of you that are gathered with us today Take those elements that you have prepared Draw them close. And Pastor Roger is going to eat us now in the Lord's table. Pastor Roger
1: This is an important time to Gather around the Lord's table In a few moments you will participate with us Wait until you have been instructed to partake of the bread and the juice Pastor Joe We're going to share together here the bread and the juice. But the Lord's Supper is a sacrament proclaiming his life, sufferings, sacrificial death, resurrection, and the hope of his coming again. It's a means of grace in which Christ is present by the spirit. You are invited to participate by faith in Christ and be renewed in life, salvation, and in unity as a church. If you have, by faith, received Christ and love for all the saints, you're invited to participate as often as possible. Just before we do, here's what the scripture tells us as we celebrate our personal salvation, remembering the awesome price that Jesus paid And do this until he comes back again. Here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11 I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. You may take the bread now.
0: Lord took the bread he broke it gave offering to the Heavenly Father and then he shared with all of those that were gathered there in that upper room with him this is my body that will be given for you and friend today as you hold that piece of bread that sacred element I would just ask for just a moment that you would just take in what Jesus has done for you, that there was one that was willing to give up their body, give up their life so that you may have life eternal. We don't take this lightly, but we look at this and we say, thank you, Father God, for the precious gift of life that you offered on our behalf. Go ahead and you may partake of the bread. Father God, we thank you this morning that we can partake, that Lord, that we can be reminded of that which you have done for us 2,000 plus years ago on a hill called Calvary. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to ask for life, to ask for forgiveness, we're thankful father god that you have given us a means through your son your only begotten son father god that we can be reconciled with you lord as we have taken up this element may we be reminded that you are with us that you care for us that you embrace us that you love us and that you
1: call us beloved amen the scripture says after the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death until he comes. I encourage you now to take the cup and be prepared in just a moment to partake together. Shall we partake together? Our heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood that washes all of our sins. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We worship you and thank you that you are willing to give your very life blood. To reconcile us unto yourself and adopt us as your children and make us a part of your plan of redemption. We love you and we thank you for the precious blood that was spelt for us. In your name we pray.
0: Pastor Roger, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today. I have so much to learn. But so willing. I just want to say to everybody, but years ago when I got into ministry, when I was headed into ministry, the Church of the Nazarene, uh, this precious man, this very gentleman, uh, Pastor Roger Bowman, uh, signed my ordination certificate. And uh, so we go way back, and uh, we're, we're family, and we love one another. And thank you for your mentorship throughout the years. Thank you for your words of wisdom. I so appreciate it here today pastor roger before you conclude in the closing prayer i'd like to share um, with all of us and share with you but uh, a a a beautiful prayer of lament uh, that was written by one of our own uh, denominational pastors uh, pastor shauna Saunders Gaines, Um, and she she took the text um, psalm 139 and, uh, and, and it says, Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And then she continued um, as she wrote this, and it's so beautiful. May this be all of our prayer and lament here today. Search me, oh God, for any racist thoughts, words, or deeds. Search me, God, for any white supremacy that has left a mark on my soul search me God for ways that I shelter racism in my relationships community and the institutions I serve search me God for resistance to the work of the spirit in the cries of my my black brothers and and sisters See if there is any way in me that does not lead to a world where black lives matter. And lead me to actively pursue your everlasting kingdom here
1: on earth. Amen and amen. Pastor so Roger, you close this? Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to share with you the service this morning. You're a blessing to me, and I love you. Thank you for your leadership and help in growing your church, your people. Let's close together in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, with broken hearts, we lift up the George Floyd family and all who mourn. We pray that you will use this tragic death to bring many to a spirit of forgiveness and faith in Jesus. We pray for the protection of law-abiding police officers and law-abiding peaceful demonstrators May all who sit and set themselves up to destroy the apprehended Protect your people we pray We repent for any unChrist-like attitude toward one another And we pray that your justice will roam like waters. May your Holy Spirit fill us and flow through us, purify our hearts more, and fill us with a genuine hunger for true peace. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, have a blessed week and seek to be an agent of change. Don't forget, don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing good. God bless you. God bless
0: you, everybody. We'll see you this next week.